Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This holiday music absolutely slaps. This is outstanding. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Paul. I consider this a very Merry Christmas uh, coming from you guys. So thank you for that. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Plenty of other games that we will get to later on in the festivities, including the Chiefs and the Patriots and perhaps the biggest game of the week, the Bills and the Cowboys. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, another contest uh, that seems rather significant in terms of the AFC picture. Uh, I know that one of the things that we talked about earlier in the week was if there was some kind of a way to back the Baltimore Ravens, and perhaps one of the reasons why we might be a little hesitant is because this game coming up against the Jaguars, where the Ravens are three and a half point favorites, the total of 42 and a half, this one is a little odd to me. I, I can understand kind of the hesitancy to back the Ravens in this spot because Jacksonville can be quite volatile. Uh, but Joe, what are sort of your impressions on this one? Would you say the numbers odd or just the matchup or uh, what are you referring to? Perhaps the matchup, I, I guess, just because like you're dealing with a feast or famine kind of defense in Baltimore, but you know, you're always going to have that with them. It's just kind of the personnel they have. And then what do we think of Trevor Lawrence? Is that something that may be putting together? Yeah, for sure. Well, wh- why, why don't we get to that coming up? Because uh, we've got the man, John Daigle, with us now. Yes, we do. Yes, we, we do. are here. Uh, Hi. Coming up Hello. right now. Hey, John. John Daigle from 4 for 4 Investments. A tad late, John, but we're here. Doing, <laughs> doing well. Yes, Better God. late than never. Happy to see everyone. Absolutely. Yes, good to see you. Absolutely. Great to have you here. Uh, well, let's talk about this. Uh, Ravens-Jaguars. Uh, interesting matchup where Baltimore, if they continue to run, then they're going to get the one seed in the AFC. Uh, but Jacksonville, as we know throughout the entire season, they're a little bit feisty. So what do you think about this one? Uh there are some games where I'm on the opposite end as opposed to a lot of sharper betters I know, and I tend to be laying the points on this one, all three and a half, against Trevor Lawrence, and more importantly, this Jaguars defense. That's really what I'm betting against here because maybe the weather evens it out and perhaps the Jaguars hang around a little bit longer than expected. But right now, as we saw last week at least, against a soft Rams defense, yes, but Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense just have everything going for them whenever they're asked to step up. Um, Even last week from a clean pocket, which is what we expect Lamar Jackson to have in this spot as well. uh, He went 20, he went 14 of 22 for actually, no, I'm sorry. I was reading the wrong quarterback. Uh, He was bad from a clean pocket last week. Ignore that altogether. I'm still (laughs) laying the points though with the Ravens and three and a half, if only because the Jaguars defense who we saw even Jake Browning took care of last week, uh, which is also why I'm on the Vikings getting three and a half points. Although I believe bet MGM most recently moved the Vikings to three points overall, but yes, I'm mm-hmm. on the the Ravens for their offense against a bad Jaguars defense. 
Uh, John, I'd imagine right now that uh, you feel a little bit more comfortable with this NFL and what we've seen over the last few weeks because unders are no longer a story. It's kind of gone away. And all the, the talk about the primetime unders, look at what happened last night. Look at what's been happening in the league over the last few weeks. Like we've seen this explosion in certain matchups. And you look this weekend and there are five games with a total of at least 47 we've got two in the 50s right now so uh just overwise are there any games that jump out to you that uh that you expect to be shootouts props wise you know if you're doing fantasy uh, a lot of games that you want uh players from that that game i don't mind going back to jordan love over passing yards because what we've seen this year is that whenever a backup quarterback comes in, not that Jordan Love is a backup quarterback, but whenever there's a quarterback we have question marks about, uh, it just he just needs to be able to elevate his offense against a bad defense. And Jordan Love was not capable of doing that against the Giants on Monday night, but he did go through a five-game stretch, that Chiefs game and primetime included, whenever they had numerous injuries littered throughout their front seven and secondary, where he did actually help them score a ton of points and looked incredible. And this is another one of those spots because yes the Bucks did well last week in terms of defense but right now Jordan Love after a poor game on Monday night against the pack uh against the uh Monday night uh yeah Giants. Oregon on Monday night Giants. Against the Giants yes thank you you could tell I still have uh fog brain from being sick last week like it's proof of what I'm talking right now it's such a disaster um but yes I think he's gonna have no issues moving the ball against this buck secondary which no one has really had issues even last week Desmond Ritter 375 yards and over eight yards per attempt so I like the Packers to cover the three and a half line and have them for the over in that game as well the one where everyone is steaming the line but I think I'm on the under is the Bills Cowboys. And it's it's terrifying to be on an under with Josh Allen and, and this Cowboys offense right now. I understand. But it's just a totally different environment than what both teams are going to play and have played the last three weeks. The Cowboys have been resting comfortably at home. Um, even the Eagles game, they played for a half. Didn't have to worry about the second half at all. They just kicked their ass up and down the field the entire time. But now you're traveling across country for your first road game in the last month in the cold weather against Buffalo. They're jumping through tables on fire for the first hour of pregame and then uh for the bills it's a terrible matchup on offense not only have we not seen a lot from joe brady really changing anything like josh allen has 19 carries the past two weeks we have 27 running back targets the last three games too under brady but really everyone's still struggling to get open there's not really any creative play calling and josh allen on the entire year against man coverage because no everyone is struggling to get open is 20th in completion rate in yards per attempt and the cowboys are one of only two defenses playing man coverage in over 40 percent of their snaps so i really do worry about both of those offenses in that game so although i mm -hmm. we are getting a lot more overs i think that cowboys bills one is one that comes under Ooh, all right. We're here with John Daigle. So good to have you on this football Friday. We have three games on Saturday. Any of these matchups, any bets that you like for Saturday? Uh, while I was going through my fog brain spiel, I did touch on the Vikings plus three. If only because <laughs> Jake Browning is the Aaron Paul meme right now. He can't possibly keep getting away with it because <laughs> the, through his three starts, 
within two yards of the line of scrimmage, he has 35% of his passing yards and 43% of his passing attempts. He cannot possibly keep getting away with this. And the Vikings now, as we know, since week five, first, Patrick Mahomes, that was the last time a quarterback went over 275 yards against them, was Mahomes in week five. But in that time, the Vikings are first in EPA per play and EPA per drop back as well. They've been the league's best pass defense by quite a mile. So in this spot, Maybe Jake Browning can do a couple things, but I really think it is a terrific situation for the Vikings defense to keep them on track as long as Nick Mullins can deliver some kind of points. And you have to consider him an upgrade from what we've seen the last couple of games from Josh Dobbs. So I like the Vikings to cover on Saturday. And then the Lions-Broncos game, The as you talk about overs and lower numbers, I think the over could be interesting in that one because we've seen the Lions be paper tigers. Like everyone was making the joke last night that maybe Justin Herbert or Keenan Allen should get MVP because uh, of what the Chargers did or, or didn't do. Like, Dan Campbell should be coach of the year because I can't believe he got the nine wins with this unit. Like they are so atrocious. I can't wait to see yeah. who the sixth seed is because that's going to be an easy bet for us in the playoffs over the Lions. But right now, with this defense, it's one that even the Broncos offense can take advantage of. They don't want to throw the ball. They want to be run heavy and play defense, and that's fine. But at least we think, I think, the Lions are going to take the ball out of Jared Goff's hands because right now Jared Goff has also been an absolute mess with 10 sacks, three picks, three fumbles as well in his, over the last month of the season. And if that's the case, we know that you can attack still the Broncos through their front seven. Even Austin Eckler had a good day on the ground in relative to Austin Eckler's terms last week. And so I think it's going to be a big David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs day, and that's going to be enough to help them get this number over and hang around with Denver's defense. So I do like the over in that one as well. John, you know that you are my brother from another mother, but I do have to challenge you when it comes to the fog brain here. My question is this, who is your favorite backup quarterback and how should we back them either for this slate or for the rest of the season? Well, it's not fair because my favorite, yes, it is fair that we are brothers from another mother, but my favorite backup <laughs> is Joe Flacco. The issue is that I don't think Joe Flacco is in a good spot this week. So uh, that's not the player I want to back, at least this week. Although I think he can drag the Browns, perhaps, to the playoffs. Uh, in terms of my favorite, let me go through that, and then let me think about my favorite backup. Because I, I like the Bears this week. <laughs> if, only, if only because we've seen Joe Flacco now. And a lot of times these backups come in, like Jake Browning, who had the Jags and Colts the past two games. Joe Flacco had the Rams and the Jaguars last week in his last two games. Fogbury didn't stop that one. I remember those two matchups. Good, good uh, this game, though, as we know, the Bears defense has been genuinely elite. And I know I get pushed back when I use that term, but literally the league's best run defense. And since they got yep. Jalen Johnson back in week six, they're allowing the league's fewest yards per attempt through the air as well. The Browns now also on their third and fourth string offensive tackles. And I believe they're going to be down to the third and fourth string safeties as well. Denzel Ward may turn around and play this game, but there are so many injuries across that defense right now that I think Justin Fields, even on the road in a bad weather of Cleveland can bring this one home. So uh, although I think Joe Flacco has been awesome, and that's not a good thing for the NFL, that Flacco can step in off the streets 
He was working at UPS. He comes right in and he's the 17th best quarterback <laughs> in the league. That's, the, that's not a good thing. But in this case, I think the Browns can cover. In terms of best backup, though, uh, Will Levis has been okay. If we can even consider him a backup, considering he's the face of the franchise, really. Uh, and mm-hmm. I will say I'm backing Tommy DeVito this week. I don't know yes. what world we're in where the Saints should be laying six points. I sh- I'll say anyone, yes. even though I understand they just like took it to the Panthers who <laughs> literally averaged the league's highest run play because they're just trying to get out of here. They're trying to get to the end of the season and kill this clock as much as possible. But this uh, Saints defense is what I'm really picking on because although they've shown flashes here and there, uh, Tommy DeVito now in his starts is literally leading all quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields included, and scramble rate on his dropbacks. And the Saints are allowing a league high 27 rushing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think because they play so much man defense that that's typically when quarterbacks have more success scrambling because you have your backs turned to the lot to the quarterback a lot of the time so i like tommy devito rushing props uh to get over that one and then just the fact that we did get everyone back at full strength even the saints front seven which has been great against opposing running backs this year over the last month since they returned from their bye are allowing 5.1 yards per carry to enemy runners so i like uh saquon barkley to kind of handle this one as well i think the giants cover with the backup quarterback there you go totally agree and uh i know you're here in chicago the the Bears situation has become one of the more fascinating ones in the league like it's Eberflus might stay now. What do you do with that pick at one? It's going to be very interesting to watch. It's going to be a wild, wild offseason. I, I, I did want to go off the beaten path for a minute because you're very involved in social media for sports betting. And it's what everybody in this uh, in this business has been talking about, whether you're, uh, you're a broadcaster or just someone that follows it closely, whatever. Everybody's talking about Survivor and would you chop? I ask you. If uh, you're in the hunt for $9.3 million, one of 13 entries, would you chop? Or does it depend on your team's left? It's just like hedging, in my opinion, where it depends on your own unit size, your own uh, means of income, and what that means to you. I think I would chop. I believe I would. Uh, I don't want to, especially because I'm trying to step back and think, I don't want to be the person that says, now I'm saying. So the I'm I'm just get, let's give the example that was out there that yeah. they discussed 400k in your pocket you're still playing for 4 million. Yes. That's yeah. exactly what I would do. I think I think they made the wisest choice. When I saw that, I was like, yes. Actually, that's pretty smart to take home something, more thing, and then also be playing for even with inflation. I think 4 million is life-changing. I think that gets you on the right path. If it doesn't, then what <laughs> are we all doing most- in life? Like, uh, what are we all, what, are, what the hell are we all doing here? Four million can't help us out. Like we're never going to yeah. reach the end of this thing. So yeah, I, I think they made the best choice. <laughs> It'll get you a condo in Lincoln yeah. park. They, no, uh, yeah. And then, and then have like 400 K left. That's enough. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. About 30 seconds. Yeah. Any other bets that we didn't ask you about before we let you go? Uh, one, I will apologize for coming on unprepared more than usual. Again, last week I was out and I missed y'all because I was dying over the weekend, but I bounced back by Mm. Thursday, so hopefully that's good enough. And then I think the only other game I had be, oh, I'm on Kyron Williams over rushing yards as well. Mm. I understand Mm. everything's probably going to flow through the passing game, but the Rams this year are fourth in the lead in run play rate 
whenever Kyron Williams played, um, whenever they have a two lead. So although everyone thinks that Matthew Stafford's the one to get this lead and then build on it, really uh, Sean McVay has thrown in the towel when they've built an early lead and just run the ball out, mm-hmm. especially through Kyron. So I like Kyron Williams rushing overs as well. Good stuff. John Daigle, happy you are on the men. John Daigle from 4 for 4 and BetSperts, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the Chiefs number has come down this week. Uh, is it time to bat Pat Mahomes and company as hefty favorites against the Patriots? That's right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 